it's a joy to uh, you know meet with you like this this morning um the thought that i want to remind us today if i were to give it a, a title it will be seeking the lost seeking the lost now uh, i like to look at a few verses today proverbs 24 11 and 12 proverbs 24 11 and 12 um goes like this deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter or hold them back deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter or hold them back if you say see we did not know this does he not consider it who weighs the hearts and does he not know it who keeps your soul and will he not render to man according to his work basically a warning to children of god that if you don't rescue the perishing those who are slaughtered let away to slaughter those who are taken away to death does he not does not god who weighs the that you knew it does he not consider it who weighs the hearts means he finds that there was knowledge you knew does he not know it who keeps your soul he's the guardian of our soul will he not decide against us if we are slack in delivering and going away going after the ones who are staggering to slaughter next verse i want to read is ecclesiastes ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 he who watches the wind will not sow he who watches the wind will not sow and he who looks at the clouds will not reap for sowing winds winds is not the best of things so whoever when the time for sowing comes somebody can be so obsessed with the wind because if the wind will scatter the seed if you are so obsessed with the right environment you may never end up sowing that's what the word of god is saying yes wind will take some of the seed away but you're obsessed with all the perfect environment you're not going to sow because this is the time to sow and he looks at he who looks at the clouds will not reap and then later comes the time of reaping the harvest and you're looking at the clouds oh i'll give it one more time some more time the clouds are not yet here you know hey you want it to grow further because right before the rains you harvest so you're looking for clouds so you can harvest before the word of god is saying again at the end of the end of the cycle just like the front end you're looking at everything that is not in your control you're you're making the main thing the minor thing the main thing is to harvest to reap and you're looking at a minor thing you're looking at the clouds and saying 
Should I how is today or tomorrow? While the time is now. Want uh, us to look at another verse? Uh, Proverbs eleven. Proverbs eleven, verse thirty. Proverbs eleven, verse thirty. The fruit of righteousness is the tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. He who is wise wins souls. In some translation, it takes he who wise he who is wise takes souls. The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he who is wise takes souls. In the previous chapter, there is a Proverbs chapter ten, verse five is also connected to this. Proverbs chapter ten, verse five. It goes like this: He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, and he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. What does this mean? That means summer is here, the time of harvest is here, and there are two kinds of children: one wise enough to go after the one thing that truly really matters, that is harvest, reaping. There is another child who is delaying, who is contemplating harvest, who is either looking at the clouds or Looking at other things in life and thinking, I will get to the harvest, but a little bit more time or later. Again, same thing like earlier. The major thing becomes a minor, and some minor thing becomes our major thing of life. Sad tragedy. Says he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Without the favor of God, without the favor of God, Ecclesiastes. Let's go back. There's another verse, right? Two verses below what we already read. Ecclesiastes eleven, verse six. Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing. Will succeed, or whether both of them alike will be good. Having done, this is for the one that has obeyed and done and gone after the lost, shared the gospel, shared the witness. Don't rest there. Use other opportunities also. Continue to do it. You did it in the morning. Don't say I did it in the morning. Do it again in the evening. Because we don't know which one is going to work, which one is going to bear fruit. Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether the morning or evening sowing will succeed, or whether both 
of the malik will be good these are all reminders for us to do this one urgent purpose see jesus himself came for one purpose i want us to look at that luke chapter 19 luke 19 verse 10 luke chapter 19 verse 10 for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost the single purpose for jesus coming to earth is to seek and to save the lost for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost if that is the singular purpose of jesus what would he have us do would he have us have multiple purposes this is also one of the things for my children no this is the singular purpose that he has given for his children to seek and to save the lost is this my priority as business and professionals is this my priority men have one problem especially men men think linear after this after this after this after this after that that so they think in a linear uh, world view whereas uh, uh, you know uh, you know most of the women would think either as, uh, you know cyclical or elliptical either as, as uh, you know cycle or elliptical going further but coming back uh, you know most of uh, the practical is actually more uh, the elliptical but most of the men do things in sequence we like order we think the process is important and i so many men many men fall for this habit of theirs which is i will do this later in life you won't believe the number of people who, who have told me brother after i finish this business after i hand this to my son after i finish paying off this loan for this new project after after so many things after the marriage happens in my for my children after this after this after this after this i will give my entire time to god i've not seen that happen it doesn't happen that way life doesn't work that way that you think in a process linear way i will do the things of god at that point after this age after this stage after this this season until then it is all me and mine it doesn't work that way what a foolish tragedy it is in the now imagine the waste of people brought to you and me heaven brings those people every person in your life in my life brought there by god himself for one purpose eternity with god everybody your neighbor your colleague uh, your employee your employer your friend your acquaintance even it could be even your enemy 
the one that has like you could be you may be the one that can bring them into eternity whatever context singular purpose of god seeing seeking their salvation and yet how often we make the minor things of life the main thing will not the child study will not the loan get paid will not the marriage happen will not that age come will not this happen that happen happens to everybody yet that i waste all the opportunities god brings into my life until then and say lord now give me that everybody i go and say it doesn't never happens for anybody it will be a tragic end saying lord i have done nothing for you i've done nothing i'm i'm a child in whom you you are ashamed because i've slipped through the harvest you know a singular cry of heaven if heaven were to whisper or scream into our ear this morning it will be seek the lost heaven is occupied with singular purpose rescue singular thing heaven is busy with only one thing rescue and god is calling us into this rescue into this rescue second corinthians chapter 6 has a verse for us to remember second uh, corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 for he says at the acceptable time i listened to you and at the day of salvation i helped you behold now is the acceptable time behold now is the day of salvation this is the day to rescue basically means this is the time to rescue not later this is the acceptable time this is the time of rescue this is a time of rescue um i want us to look at another chapter luke in luke 5 we have jesus recruiting peter and gang you know in chapter 5 we see that he asked them to go deeper and throw the net the other side and he does it's full of the net is getting ready to tear and they call the other boat and there both the boats are beginning to sink peter falls at jesus feet in verse 8 and says go away from me lord for i'm a sinful man and they were all amazed 9 and 10 and then in 10 last part of 10 jesus says to simon do not fear from now on you'll be catching men do not fear for now on you'll be catching men what does that mean you're catching fish your history is catching fish even your trade is guiding you into catching men jesus is moving from catching fish to catching men what you are doing the workplace is a training to seek the lost i mean it's obvious and do not fear 
for from now on you will be catching men and see what they did when they had brought their boats to land they left everything and followed it god has done this to us many times he's using the workplace to open opportunities to train us to seek the lost to begin conversations in the midst of work in the midst of travel for work but have we had the courage the conviction to leave and to say yes it's like often we say yes to the business world the work world and yet we say yes to the kingdom of god also we are saying two yeses one of them has to be a no for the other yes to be honest and fruitful we are unable to leave behind unable to leave behind all through life not just in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s you have more insecurity in your 70s unable to hand over even to your own children so you struggle with work seeking significance in the work world in the fishing of fish world unable to transition out of the fisher of men fisher of fish to fisher of men unable to let go of one to embrace the other that's a tragedy of the christian business world all around the world some miraculous happens in that home somebody is dying of some horrible disease impossible or a marriage is destroyed and going you know to just the dustbins everybody has given up but there are tears the man cries or the lady cries or both of them cry and god restores the marriage and comes back to health the one that was sick comes back the one that was lost is now found and they say lord we are going to do this before the answer they said i will give our lives to you after the after does not see that they go back to the earlier season of after this is done some more time lord the tragedies of human um, procrastination for one of a better word so often we are good at making the main thing the minor thing and in the process we make the minor things the main thing or we begin with making the minor the main and the main quietly slips to the second or the third priority of life the time that you and i are living is perfect for talking about eternal life nobody will dispute you nobody in whatever forum dispute you if you begin talking about your experiences with death with the dead of the dead people have died all around any person around the world you talk about death and dying there'll be silence in the room all of the conversations will stop they listen to you if you just talk to death and dying about death and dying to strangers you can begin an entry into eternal life this is the only way my friend it's been given to us it's like fishing was taught to peter 
as a trade. So he can transition from there to fishing of men. You and I have undergone and seen and experienced loss of loved ones all of last two years. And it's, and it's going to continue, not COVID maybe, something else. I mean, the people killed in Seoul, people killed in Gujarat. It's going to continue in various ways. People are going to be snatched away. That's given the war going on, wars going on, actually. In the midst of this, God's children are busy mending their fishing nets to go back to the trades. Minor things have become the main thing. I'm not saying everyone has a call to leave the marketplace. I'm not saying you're a light there. That's what CBMC teaches. I believe God has kept you as a witness there. Beyond the business, the purpose beyond the work, beyond your profession. That is what we are missing. There is a purpose be behind that. There's a purpose behind your, you having PhD, you having the degree that you have, the, the job that you have, the office that you have, the friendships that, we, that you have. So often we pride ourselves when somebody who doesn't make friends easily comes and becomes your best friend. Everybody says, you know, wow, this man doesn't, this person doesn't easily talk to people. He's your best friend. And we are, we are happy about it. So-and-so doesn't come to any home. He comes to your house. Oh, we are happy about it. For what? Why is that friendship given to us? That favor given to us? You know, by our own skill? By our own ability? No. Heaven has orchestrated that. For one purpose. That you would sow the seed of eternal gospel into them. Everybody, whether you are exercising with somebody, walking with somebody, working with somebody, friends with somebody, neighbors with somebody, I tell you, heaven is going to one day show to us videos of opportunities missed. Opportunities missed by God's own people. I want to challenge you. We are at a crucial time. If the harvest is not done now, it will never be done. We will lose the harvest. The singular task that heaven is obsessed with is saving the lost, seeking and saving the lost. Singular, singular purpose for our existence is seeking the lost, seeking and saving the lost. Jesus had that singular purpose. He came to seek and save the lost. He has sent us into the world for that singular purpose. And I also want to remind us one more thing. Uh, you know, souls is actually the only treasure eternal treasure that you and I can actually take with us or send ahead of us. Everything else remains here. We've all been to so many funerals this last two years. Did anyone take anything? Nothing. Nobody took anything except that which they sent ahead, which is 
witnessing and saving lives, pointing people to eternity. That is the only eternal treasure that matters at the end of life. Only eternal treasure. All other treasures are temporary. They glow here. They are cast away in the presence of God. They don't even come there. They don't count there. Heaven doesn't count how many, you know, uh, fancy uh, bags or shoes or clothes or jewels or properties you left behind. Heaven doesn't do a stock of those. It keeps record of every one that is sought and saved because they celebrate that. They don't celebrate accumulation of wealth, my friend. God gives us wealth. For what? Yes, for us, but for us also to open our hands and give it away. Use it. Jesus says that, use the unrighteous wealth. Wealth is unrighteousness. Use it. Use it for, for eternity. He's saying use everything that you have. Translate it, transfer it, exchange it for that eternal reward. You know, so I want to challenge you this morning. There's the only eternal um, treasure that you and I can send, anyone can send from here to there. There's only one treasure that can be moved. That is of value there, that is permitted there from here. Nothing else is permitted there from here. Only thing that heaven permits into eternity is souls of men and women and children. Where are you in this? What has been your experience? What has been your experience recently? How many times have the Holy Spirit put someone next to you, opposite to you, isolated you with someone with no nothing else to do, flight delayed or train delayed or meeting cancelled and you were alone on Zoom or in person and you had opportunities and you talked about everything under the sun and the Holy Spirit was prodding you about Jesus. They were even talking about the problems, but we are hesitant. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. One day that video is going to play out. That video of our hesitancy of our missing those opportunities, those opportune moments of being a witness, of being a light. See, Jesus says very clearly, you're the light of the world. What does that mean? You're the sort of the world. That means you are to be a light now. There's darkness and God has put something in you, has cleansed you and me and has given the world and renewed us and given us a larger purpose than just the purpose of money making the world things is the greatest thing. You and I know it, it, it is not an end in itself. It's a means to something else. And so God gives you and me a special purpose, a mandate in everything that we do, every friendship, every travel. There is, there is business, but there is a purpose beyond business in everything. A purpose beyond business, purpose beyond 
profession. That is what I'm calling you. I believe God has to disturb us again. God has to disturb us again. The chance to be a light is now, my friend. It's dark out there. You think it's day? It's 8 o'clock and you think there is sunshine outside? I say, my eyes say that there's sunshine. But the hearts of men and women, it's dark. It's pitch black. There are people who don't want to come outside of the room. Who don't want to face anybody. There are people who have locked themselves in for months. And yet we carry on with our lives. How dare we live like that? When are we going to seek the who are lost, who have locked themselves in? Young people, old people, all ages people. Let us begin again. Begin again. Revisit again how we were found, how we were lost and we were found. And may God again use us to seek those who are lost. May they be found for eternity. May they delight God. That's the only delight. Yeah, you know, it says, uh, you know, whole of heaven rejoices when one turns back to God. One child turns back like the prodigal. There's celebration there. Shall we pray? Father God, we seek you this morning again. We may have come praying for this month or even for this week, all the work ahead and for even a crisis that's facing us today. But you're opening us, our eyes and hearts to the purpose beyond business, beyond today, beyond this week, beyond this month, beyond this year, beyond this life that goes all the way to eternity. Saving, seeking, saving the lost. May that be our foundational a primary purpose, Lord. May we not lose sight of that. On top of that, in the mix of that, I pray that, as you say, first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Would you take care of also the needs in your amazing way? Would you also make the sales happen? Make the receivables happen? Do it for your glory. But let the thirst to save those who are walking away to death and those who are being led away to slaughter. The, the desire, the passion to rescue. May it burn and may it burn bright. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.